It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a magic marker. A, a felt pen. It's a mistake. It's a trap. It's a fucking comedy. It's quiet. Maybe too quiet. It's all happening. It's a good day to die. It's a good day to talk about movies. Welcome back. It is a good day to talk about the book of Boba Fett, episode two. I am your host, Duncan. Joining me as always are Gardner. I come to you with respect. And Taran. Ooga booga booga. <laughs> that's that's the one we're going with. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Today we are back with another bonus mini-sode on the second episode of The Book of Boba Fett. We're doing a mini-series on the show since we're all big Star Wars fans. As a recap, the TV show airs its episodes on Wednesdays, and our episodes drop a day later on Thursday. So like I said, today we are discussing the second episode of The Book of Boba Fett, titled The Tribes of Tatooine. The episode is 52 minutes long, a little under 47 minutes when you take out the recap, intro, and credits. Before we go any further, a quick spoiler warning for The Book of Boba Fett. Spoilers for this episode, spoilers for the last episode, maybe spoilers for The Mandalorian seasons one and two. So if you're not up to date on Star Wars shows, stop listening now and then get back to us later. For everyone else, that was your spoiler warning and on with the discussion. Now that we've done a spoiler warning, let's get on to our initial thoughts on the episode. Gardner, you want to kick us off? I love this episode. Uh, I thought this, honestly, they probably should have dropped episodes one and two at the same time. Uh, For me, this was more of like an episode one than episode one was. I loved the length. I thought the length was perfect. We probably won't get all of our episodes being this long. I wish we would, but we probably won't. But yeah, I mean, this was just everything I wanted out of this show in this episode. My one gripe is going to be the same as from the first episode is that I feel like it's a little too heavy on the flashbacks. I feel like they take up a little bit too much of each episode. But then again, we don't know how they might end up tying in together into one another. I've seen some people online predicting that maybe Boba's doing a kind of uh, Duke Leto from Dune thing, building up some desert power with the Tuscans, and maybe that'll be kind of how he fights back against the mayor and the, the other stuff that we're seeing in the present day timeline. So maybe I'm going to hold off my reservations. I'm not going to knock it too hard for that. But yeah, I mean, this episode was just what I wanted out of this show. It made It's leaving me feeling a lot more optimistic about the rest of the season. Lauren? I mean, firstly, listeners, I want to apologize for missing the first episode to defend the honor of the greatness of that uh, pilot from these guys being a little harsh, in my opinion, and also to not correct their Pokemon ignorance at the end. Uh, we're just going to let that one go. But I love this one about, I mean, more so than the first episode, and it's just so flavorful, man. It's got everything you want, right? And the quality of this show just continues to, you know, stay where man where the Mandalorian was. It's just it's everything you want out of a Star Wars show. And for me, a little bit more because I'm a big Tuscan Raider, like Homer. Ever I always have been, and I'm loving all the extra Tuscan stuff we're getting, and the relationships with Boba. I'm, it's fantastic for me. So I'm going to be coming at it from a little bit of a different angle because I didn't necessarily love this episode. I didn't hate it, but I'm definitely not as enthusiastic as it sounds like you two are on it. I spent 13 minutes really happy with it for sure. 
and then we got back we got back to the flashback which uh i'm just not that interested in it's like i get it like it's showing him getting in with his tribe and learning the ways and stuff like that and i like the nod to dune that you made gardner because i want to talk a little bit about some dune words that were used throughout the episode as well but like the word dune for example although i mean they're in the sand but still overall though it's fine it's not what i really want again i love the practical effects and i love the way all the aliens look in at least the you don't get much of the variety in the flashback but in the actual present day stuff you do and that's the kind of stuff that i want to see more of for sure i think they absolutely nail the eyes on every character they're so real looking in the lenses if they have them and if they don't like they're just real reflective i really enjoy the eyes but the polarity between the present and the flashbacks it shows like, I mean, it's how, he, for all intents and purposes, Boba's now should have been fucked twice, right? The the Sarlacc should have gotten him. And then nobody just wins over Tusken Raiders. Like, they'll gut you like a fish, you know? And it's showing that he is resourceful and more than just, like, obviously we know he's a bounty hunter. So, like, you got to have, you got to be a jack of all trades. But his ability to kind of politic and be diplomatic with Tusken Raiders is nuts, and it adds for me a ton of depth that I want out of Boba. Yeah, I kind of get like where both y'all are coming from. I think the Tuscan Raiders parts have like their really cool moments. Like I, for one, really, really enjoyed those closing moments where they're doing the ceremony, like with his staff. I thought that was really, really cool. And also like, I think that kind of ties in with Tamura Morrison's like New Zealand roots and like the Hakka peoples. I know that he... Uh, has like a deep emotional connection there and it seemed like he was really enjoying himself in that scene but uh, I'm kind of with Duncan like it's not nearly as interesting to me as the present day stuff I want that to be the bigger chunk of the episode than the flashback I think the flashback stuff can be kind of slow sometimes uh, and I think we could speed that up and devote a little more screen time to Boba and Finnick trying to get their uh, crime lord on. I think that's what I'm really trying to get out of this show. And so far, it's like a weird. I don't think I don't think it's balancing it all that well because the stuff that happens in that like present day timeline gets me jazzed. And then I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. We gotta we gotta do the Tuscan flashbacks again, which have their cool moments. I liked the train heist scene and i've seen a lot of stuff online like comparing it to lawrence of arabia which i haven't seen um but yeah i kind of i i kind of straddle like a a midway uh point of view between each of y'all i just think it could be condensed probably to a shorter time frame and maybe even fewer episodes that it's going to be in because now i'm really thinking it's going to be in more episodes if it's taken up this much time in an episode it might even be every episode that we're going to get this uh, a la Quantico type situation. I don't know if either of you have ever watched that show, but Mm-mm. it's been it was like a FBI show, but it was like half a of Quantico. Yeah, it was like them training and then it was it was current day as well. And it was like most of the episode was the flashback of them training. And there was very little of the current day stuff. But it all it was very similar to like, you know, in a way where whatever they were learning would tie into what was going on in the current day at that time. 
So yeah, it's kind of like it's. I mean, you run the risk of of the present day stuff being more of a flash forward than the Tuscan Raider stuff is a flashback when it takes up this much of the runtime. And you know, again, we haven't seen the entire series yet, so I don't know what the payoff is going to be. But looking at it like just the episode as like its self-contained thing, as much as I enjoyed this one, I want it to be condensed. I want more of the 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 crime lord stuff. I mean, Black Kersentan showing up. I was fucking stoked. Also, huge. Just uh, just toot my own horn a little bit. I called that last episode, and he showed up in this episode. I was stoked. I want more of that kind of stuff. And more, more action. I'm not going to sit here and argue that it wasn't like a little slow paced. And I think you guys are right, nailing it in terms of where they decide to marry these storylines, where they connect in terms of the series is going to be huge for me because, you know, right now, I don't even know how many episodes are going to be. I'm not sure. But right now, it's like, I think seven. Okay. Well, then that, I'm not, I'm not going to say I'm worried. I'm, I'm optimistic still because I've been enjoying this. But, I also don't want them to drag this through the entire first season, right? That would, that's not what you're, you want. But I think in terms of showing his little rise to power, it's cool. It did feel a little long in this one. Like, I don't know if, I, if we need to watch him carving his acorn staff, but it does show him wheeling and dealing. And if we're, you know, him at Crime Lord in episode three or four, where it's like he's maybe rallied the Tuscan tribes and then we're establishing ourselves as the new Daisawa or whatever, then like that's cool. And we're going to have a couple more, a couple episodes of him maybe getting the gang together. I don't know. It's hard to sit here and nitpick individual episodes because I feel like the same thing happened in the Mandalorian where it felt like, okay, this one episode standalone is kind of slow and doesn't really do a lot, but it's a series and you know, they're, you know, weaving this massive web together. So to judge each individual episode seems unfair as like, you know, a standalone movie you would, right? Uh, I feel like it is fair, though. And I, w- I would say that I enjoyed every episode of Mandalorian better than both of these episodes so far. Oh, I can't agree there. Yeah. I what do you have against Tusken Raiders? I'm just not that into the flashback. I think it's definitely fair to judge each episode as its own little episode. It has to stand alone as well. I, I agree. I agree. I think you do have to be able to judge each episode on its own merit. Like some episodes of TV are just not as good as other episodes of TV. I mean, you compare like Breaking Bad, for example, you compare like the Fly episode versus like Mandius. It's like there's no comparison. Like one is clearly a better episode of television than the other. And yeah, when you look at the series as a whole, it's this big tapestry and each little part is kind of necessary to weave the greater narrative but there's still out like those individual little bits can still be weak compared to other little bits i'm with you i just i had there were so many moments in this episode that i was fired the fuck up and that you know tickle every nerve for me as a star wars fan that i was you know it's i don't want to be like it's enough but it's plenty in my opinion and i get like yeah we could have hour-long action-packed adventures for every episode, but I don't know if I would necessarily... I mean, yeah, that'd be sick, but... Yeah, of course it would. <laughs> yeah, but it's like you do it's like a Raised by Wolves story, you know, and if what you're saying is true about a little connection to indigenous 
uh, what Australians like that's New Zealanders, New Zealanders, excuse me. That's I, I love that because you definitely get that you, out of the Tusker Raiders. They're the indigenous population that are getting overrun by new technology. And you best believe they still got a sure shot, you know, like best snipers in the game. It's it's that battle. It's that story. And like, that's that's fine with me to tell that story through Star Wars. I think for me, what it comes down to is, is do they stick the landing on weaving these two storylines together? Because if it's not a satisfying moment where it's like, ah, that's why we've been spending so much time with the Tuscans. If they don't stick that, then in retrospect, I think these extended portions of the episode are not going to be as fun to rewatch. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll want them for sure to just come in and help out the family in a way that we've kind of all alluded to already. I do think that that would be like, if they don't come in and help him at some point, it would be unsatisfying, but also it's harder when you're judging. Also, I think it sounded like Taran, maybe it's fair to say that you just did like judging this episode as its own. You just did like it. So it's fine. Like we're all judging it both all together as a story that's maybe going to interconnect later on. And as its own standalone episode, it just sounds like you're more jazz than anyone gardeners in the middle. And I'm the least jazz of it as a standalone episode. And that's cool. Right. And it's tougher when you're judging it as a standalone episode and it's only two episodes in because there's not been a season of, oh, it's working. Yeah. You don't, you don't have any, it's the first two episodes. And if, if those two episodes aren't hitting yet for you, then there's no proof in the pudding yet. Although it's the same people who made the Mandalorian and I'm saying that I like the Mandalorian. I'm not saying that I'm out on this, on the show or that I think it's not going to stick the landing. I'm just saying right now, the only two episodes that have come out aren't my favorite episodes. What, what did you guys think about the cameos in this episode? So we had, we had um, the Hut twins who we hadn't seen yeah. before. We had Black Kirsten Tan, who is from the comics. I don't know if he's in any, any books, but he's definitely in the comics. And then we had, I forget these two characters' names, but those that, that man and that woman in the bar when Boba goes in and beats up all those guys, those are from a deleted scene from episode four. They're Luke's friends who are like hanging out in Tashi Station. Is it like the same actor aged down? Because I don't remember. I mean, I've seen the scene before. It's but... it's new actors. I forget the character's name. I know the woman's name is Cammy, but I forget the name of the guy. So do they say their names or is it in the credits that we're let know who it is? It was in the subtitles and in the credits. That's always weak to me when they don't give. It's like, uh, oh, you have to either read it somewhere else. Or like there's no actual oh, this is them, other than it's credited afterwards. I don't know. I mean, I mean it's, same, it's the like thing with for the people Kirsten. that know, it's fun. But if you don't know, it's not like they're like spent, you know, like doing this whole moment, you know, like taking away from the pacing of the episode to show you like, oh, you should know who these people are. Like if you do, you do. If you don't, it doesn't affect like your. Yeah, but you could just say the, the name. You could just say the name and it wouldn't like fuck up the pacing or anything. I will say that was probably the, the weirdest scene for me. Cause it's like, what the fuck are they doing out there? You have no means of defending yourself whatsoever. And you're just going to a bar in the middle of that. Like, no dude, that was, that was just odd to me. And I was like, Oh, it's just not knowing who they were. I thought it was just, you know, Bantha fodder. You just, just let these guys get, you know, it's, I, I had no idea what was going on there, but I'm sure they'll They're play locals. a role. That's their, I mean, it's like when, when locals are like going to their regular bar and then like a biker gang comes through. Ed asses. I fucked yeah. with the biker gang. 
That's fair. I thought that that scene was sick. Like Boba just walks in, beats the shit out of the bikers, leaves, doesn't explain himself whatsoever. <laughs> it's pretty sick. I thought. Trashes the hell out of the bar. And they look sick. Their makeup. Yeah, I thought they looked great. I thought the pikes, I thought looked great. Those are the smugglers, I'm assuming. Yeah, those are the the spice smugglers. We've seen them before. They're in Clone Wars, and um, they're also in Solo on Castle. I would say out of all of them so far, they looked. It might have just been the design of them. It's not like the makeup was necessarily bad on them, but they're my least favorite looking probably so far out of the aliens that I've seen. That I've been like hell yeah. When he went to yeah. take his mask off and it was just a mask and not a helmet, I was like, whoa. Yeah, and like also there was other guys that had already had their masks off next to him that looked like him. So I was expecting it not to just be looking like the guy that was like sitting next to him with his mask off. Yeah, that was a, that was a weird choice to make him take the mask off. I don't know. I thought it was cool to see the pikes because they're tied in with Crimson Dawn. So my Kira sensor is beeping a little bit louder every episode. When I was watching it, I said that their armor almost looked a little Crimson Dawnish when they were first shooting out of the windows. I was like, okay, this might lead to those speculations being true. Possible, because Black Kirsten Tan has now showed up, and he's in the War of the Bounty Hunters comic series, which reintroduced Kira for the first time since Solo came out. She's the one who's putting out the hit that all these bounty hunters are trying to collect and fighting each other over. So we might we might see Bosk show up in this show. We might see Cad Bane. We might get some more bounty hunters coming out of the woodwork, which I would really hope so. So you guys watch these movies. Oh, go ahead. Was that for the pot or were you just asking something inside? No, no, I mean sort of, but you guys watch these episodes with such depth. Like you and I mean, I can't riddle off all the names of these people that you know you could anticipate be anticipating. I feel like your approach is just maybe uh, different than some people's, which is like, again, totally straight. But your your knowledge is, um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, we're wa- we're not watching it like like a cat, or at least I'm not watching it like a, like a casual viewer. I'm too, I've devoted too much of my time into like this galaxy through like the ancillary media, like the comics and yeah, the books the and stuff, stuff to not kind of, expect certain characters to be in certain places and do certain things i'm watching it pretty casually because i don't have that outside knowledge i have the knowledge of the previous shows and the movies but like i haven't cracked open the comics yet i have all those like the war of the bounty hunters that you were talking about and then just the regular stuff too and some of the stuff like the high republic stuff which i got recently so I haven't cracked any of that open yet. So I am like, I do feel like, because that's what I was trying to say at the beginning of the first episode. If any of you viewers have, or any of you listeners listened to that first episode where I was like, my disappointment wasn't coming from the fact that the first episode, for example, didn't have any of this crazy cameo that maybe some people were expecting. My disappointment is more from what we described as prequel syndrome, which obviously is not coined by us, but it's the truest thing, especially when you're talking about a Star Wars show in itself. I think that, at least for me, it seems like they're going the route of, and maybe more people want this, but wanting to explain exactly how he got to where he was when we saw him in Mandalorian and bridge that gap completely, which is fine. I just think that it suffers from the fact that we've already seen him and we know that he's alive. So there's no, I mean, this has been said a million times, but there's no stakes there. 
and it can be said about a lot of different things, but when you know that Obi-Wan Kenobi survives, it takes some gravity away from any fight that he can be in in the prequel trilogy. We know he survives, so there's no real weight to or it takes away some of the weight to it. And I think that this show, for me at least, when you're spending about 34 minutes in the past and only 13 in present day, it just takes away a little bit of what I was maybe wanting to see in it. Not like from this analyzing point of view, but more of I'm just more interested in seeing Boba Fett as this crime lord. And I love the the way it looks even. It's just, it, it's very, it's just pleasing to the eyes watching all the present day stuff. And not to say that I don't like, because I've even talked about some of the makeup done in the flashback scenes, but I just think it looks better in the present day. And I think the story is something that I'm more invested in in the present day as well. Yeah, there's more, there's more to look at in the present day scenes because they're actually in the city compared to being out in the middle of the desert where there's really not much going on. I think, Duncan, the one way that you can kind of counteract, you can't solve prequel syndrome, but you can do something about it. The one way to do it is to really foster a connection between the audience and the secondary characters, right? So we know Boba's going to be okay, but what about the other Tuscans? And we need to be able to foster an emotional connection there so that we're invested in their storyline as well as his. That way we can kind of have some stakes and some gravity to the situation going on. And it's kind of landing, I guess. I'm a little bit invested in that tribe and like the leader, but not that much. I don't know if it's just because they're Tuscans and they speak a different language and I, you know, I can't hear their voices or see their personalities or see their faces or anything, but there's some barrier there that's not allowing them to do what's a pretty simple fix to get around that. Oh, I mean, for me, it's I'm attached to the Tuscans because Boba's attached to the Tuscans, right? Like at the end, it's like, this is Tuscan country. Like he's speaking for them and he's fully apart, right? Like he's participating in the funeral, everything, you know, like he is you know, honorary Tuscan. And I feel like we're going to see his relationship with them. And like, that's why we're going to care about them. And the same thing with just the role they're going to play. And dude, he needs the backstory. Like he needs something so we can establish where his moral code lies. And, you know, the explanations for why he does what he does and not just him being like a faceless, badass bounty hunter. I agree. I think I think we do need to explore a little more depth to his character, because like Duncan and I were saying in the first episode, up until this point, up until he showed up in Mandalorian, we didn't really know anything about his character. And even in Mandalorian, he's kind of one note. I mean, he's a secondary character. He's there. He's got the ship and he's a good shot, you know, and he fights really well. And that's kind of all he is. And for him to carry his own show we need to be able to kind of connect with him a little more emotionally. And so the flashbacks do a good job of like serving that need. But I think what Duncan and I are saying is that it's too much. It's fine a little bit here and there to take up, you know, maybe 10 minutes of the episode, 15 minutes of the episode, but to be two thirds of the episode, two episodes in a row is too much. I'm hoping that this is going to be like a coming alive thing and to stream together the dark dusty with the vibrant city right and it's just going to all marry and you know when we're looking at the series as a whole like this first season it'll maybe be like 15 percent. ideally they do bring the storylines together before episode seven or whatever the series finale is going to be 
their season finale. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm just not that invested in any of the particular characters. I'm not even that not invested in the story. I'm fine with them telling the flashback story, and I like where it's going. Again, I just think it could be condensed. But like you were saying, Gardner, I just like they could lose pretty much anyone and I'd be fine with it. Not in the sense where I'm like, yeah, kill all the Tuscan Raiders. I don't care about them. But in the sense where I wouldn't be heartbroken if the leader died, I would it would probably be more cool to sacrifice if anything. But I wouldn't be like, oh, no, now I don't get to see him on screen anymore. Because at the end of the day, I guess, like you were saying, Tarin was it's more about the connection between Boba and them. There's none of them that really stands out as this character that is really making an emotional connection to anyone in the audience, at least for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you there. I will say, I mean, I do like the set pieces that they kind of provide for just the show and to like show us cool stuff that we really haven't seen in Star Wars before. I mean, you got to give them that because we've never spent this much time with the Tuscan Ra- I mean, even in Mando, I think it's only like one episode. He like barters with them, gets what he wants, and then he, he dips. And like the lizard guide, like spirit guide, like ayahuasca trip thing. I was all about that. I thought that was a really cool set piece. I mean, it really, I don't want to say humanizes, but it makes them seem like less barbaric because they do just kind of seem almost animalistic before that. And the fact that they have what would seem to be some sort of established religion is, you know, leaps and bounds more than what they were in any of the previous content. I mean, we get subtitles for them now. Have we ever had subtitled Tuscans? No. We can understand what they're saying. Well, well they the, only gave him for one line, right? I think, I think it, was, it was maybe more than one line, but one scene maybe. It was, uh, oh, I forget what line it was. But yeah, there were subtitles for at least one line. I don't think it was any more than three. It's still a lot. It's still a lot focused on the sign language and stuff. Darn, any, any predictions for the rest of the season? Anything you think? that we're going to see in maybe the next episode, next couple of episodes. I don't know. I'm not a big uh, predictor for what I just, I just like to ride the ride, man. Don't tell me when the turns are coming. Fair enough. Duncan. I predict that we're going to see more in present day. Okay, that sounds like a hopeful prediction. <laughs> that sounds like you just Bar want scenes to are that. incredible. The bar, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't love that. Like that is, I mean, but do you want fan service or not? You know, who doesn't love the fucking cantinas? They're amazing. I just feel like if they were to throw us in and Boba Fett is the crime lord, and that was from the inception of the show on, it would be too fast, right? And, I mean, maybe not. But in terms of, you know, creating the character, you'd be doing a lot of flashbacks still. Like, there has to be some sort of way to explain, like, why he is who he is. You know, the his, in my opinion, his interactions with the Tuscan Raiders and this episode and the one previous are massive in his character development. I guess I'm just more of a fan of the kinds of flashbacks where the flashback is only about like five minutes and then we go back to the present day and then we go back to like, like Lost. You know how Lost would have like one character's flashback for an episode and it'd be like stuff on the island and then we go back in time for about five or six minutes and then we come back to the island and then we go back again about eight minutes later and then we come back to the island instead of it you know lost didn't have like 30 minutes on the island and then 30 minutes off the island at the end of the episode without going back to the island before the credits rolled i guess that's where it, for me is not a great like structure 
I'm with you. I mean, I it pacing is is huge for TV, but it does feel like this television show is taking on the pace of the story being told right now because you know episode one is however slow feeling and the sand parts in episode two are also however slow they feel for you but that's like his grind to where he gets you know it wasn't an instantaneous like boba fett walking in i'm in charge right he has to do a lot to get to that point and overnight success doesn't happen immediately right or whatever the fucking shit is he has to do a lot to be able to take over. Yeah. He is just a bounty hunter, right? Yeah. He's got up nothing. Until now. Yeah. I guess we're seeing, that's what the flashbacks are showing, is how he became more than just a bounty hunter and why he's qualified to be the new Daimyo. And that's again, what they're trying to do. Being able to interact, let alone walk away, and actually, you know, be cool with Tusken Raiders, it's huge. Yeah, I guess it's like Duncan and I said earlier, like for me, it'll really come down to the execution of how they merge these two storylines. If they don't nail that, then I'm not sure that the season will work. I agree wholeheartedly. I'm not sure there's any more predictions I can give. I've already kind of given all my predictions up front. Uh, Is there any final thoughts y'all want to give before we close out? I think that probably wraps up our discussion. Um, I think, uh, well, Boba created a huge problem teaching those Tuscan Raiders to ride speeders. Um, that that was my uh, one of my closing thoughts from that episode was that that's a that's an issue. Not cool. It's like an uh, it's like introducing an invasive species, giving those dudes speeders. They're gonna be too powerful. Yeah, no one though, no one is as powerful as the people carrying the Hut twins. That is the true strength of Tatooine right there. Is about felt- a dozen guys. Did you see that one guy at the front? Look like a soccer goal. (laughs) I don't know. There was one guy at the very front was definitely struggling. If you see his face, he looks like he's having a hard time. Yeah. He's like, fuck you, Boba. Just let him in, dude. So I can set him down. Jesus. The strongest man on Tatooine right there. Should we do ratings? Yeah, it's time for final thoughts and ratings. Just like we rate movies out of 100, we rate TV episodes out of 10. So let's start with you, Gardner. Uh, yeah, I mean, even after everything I've said about like some of the pacing and stuff, I still thought this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this episode. wasn't perfect. I'm not quite sure where the show was going. Nevertheless, I thought this was a really solid episode of TV. I'm going to give it 7.4 long speeders out of 10. Me being the Tuscan Homer, uh, I'm a big Tuscan Raider fan, so that's probably giving me a little little boost my score but i'm gonna give it giving it an 8.5 tuscan whales out of 100 i'm gonna give it 5.4 black melons out of 10 Tatooine, not that harsh of a land if you can just dig anywhere and find a black melon like what is that i used to think that that was like a grueling unhospitable terrain and they're everywhere man I don't think you'd survive long out there. You need the Tuscans to show you where to find them. Dude, they, uh, well, I guess, I guess that is what's ha- what happens at every time. But still, they, it, they're ripping them out of the ground. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird too. But, you know, it's Star Wars. I don't, I don't think about that, that part of the stories too much. I mean, it's risky business digging those things up. You don't want to run into six arms. Yeah, true. But, 
that's the end of the show, folks. As always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Good Data Pod and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening now, you already know where to find us, but you can always find us by searching the letters GDT anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave a nice five star review, too. That's everything. We'll talk to you next Thursday for another bonus episode on the Book of Boba Fett, Episode 3. But in the meantime, check out our regular episode, releasing tomorrow on Friday, where we have an interview with Nils Dallaire. Don't forget to watch The History of Future Folk on Netflix before tomorrow's episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Do we want to do some Tuscan impressions? Who's got the best? You go first. (laughs) That was bad, but you can close with that. Uh, let's see what I can. Let's see if I can tap back into what I was doing earlier. <laughs> Something like that. I lost it when we started speaking English. Yeah, me too. <laughs>